Welcome to the South Carolina State Library's podcast, Library Voices SC. I'm Curtis Rogers, Communications Director, and today I'm pleased to have with us in our virtual podcast studio, Blair Henson, who is the Director of the Oconee County Public Library System here in South Carolina. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Curtis. Glad you could join me virtually. This is something very new since we're all dealing with the uh, COVID-19 pandemic. So what I've tried to do is um, set up a series of podcasts that we're talking to folks in South Carolina libraries about how they're responding during COVID-19. So Blair, you're the director um, at Oconee County. So tell us a little bit about how how your library is dealing with COVID-19 and kind of like what it's been like. Well, it's, um, we were actually started, clo we closed to the public on March 17th. I think that was a Tuesday. Mm -hmm. So from that point on, of course, up until now, uh, we have been closed to the public. We are uh, lucky enough that many of us have been able to work in the building. Uh, we did handle some situations with people that felt they were a little more susceptible or that kind of thing. We've got some fro folks working from home and we've got, uh, you know, um, had kept, you know, touch with each other through Zoom mm -hmm. meetings and all the things that everyone's having to do these days. But we have been able to work in the buildings. And, uh, of course, then the emphasis just became on as many virtual tools, toys, and databases, and whatever that we could offer. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, we, we upped to, for instance, uh, we had a limit on overdrive of five checkouts at a time. We upped that to 10. Um, we okay. put a lot more money into things like Overdrive. We have Flipster, which is a EBSCO product for magazines, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, electronic magazines. Uh, we have Canopy, uh, which is streaming uh, mm -hmm. video. They have like I use Canopy with my local library. It's Paramount catalog, and yeah, a few other, a lot of good uh, documentaries and things. Mm -hmm. So we had gotten that before all this went down. So we we you know we. We definitely made sure that was still working good and everything. And, um, uh, you know, we also did, we, we've done some virtual programming. Um, not too long after everything got going, we did a, a, a program or recorded a program with Marty Klein. She's a, a local financial advisor and mm. she did a, a whole little program for us, a little, about a 15 minute video, I think on avoiding scams, you know, because mm -hmm. right after all this went down, then there were all these things that were coming out about, Oh, you know, you can apply for this or you can do this or whatever. And exactly. a lot of it was just phishing. A lot of it was just scams. So she had a good program for us that we were, that she recorded for us and we put online about how to avoid those scams. Mm -hmm. um, our youth services librarian, uh, Darcy Arnold, has done um, virtual story times, uh, I think, every Tuesday and Thursday. Those have been incredibly popular. I've seen yeah. a, lot of, a lot of other libraries, not only in the state, but all over doing virtual story times. Yeah, and that well, it 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 really lends itself well. I mean, I know I know most of the, the especially the services librarians they get into this because they really enjoy the kids. Mm -hmm. Obviously, they'd love to still have the feedback and have the kids there with them and that kind of thing. But um, yeah, I've seen a good many libraries, and of course, I know they've had celebrities and all doing some reading and all too. But uh, a lot of the libraries here in South Carolina and and the different areas of the country have done that. And she's done it like every Tuesday and Thursday morning. We're going to continue to do it through our summer reading program. Mm -hmm. um, and it has, it has, people have commented. It's been very popular. Uh, and, 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 you know, she finds good stuff to read and all. She's got a really good little 
little kind of story time program that she does anyway. Mm-hmm. And it, it fortunately lended itself very well to having to go virtual, having to go yeah, you know, online. Yeah. Um, it is, that's it is amazing. Work. It, I mean, it's amazing how we've seen the uptick in Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you know, YouTube, everything that we've kind of been doing online, but now it's, it's an imperative thing. Yeah, I, and, and I feel that way too. I think we were probably a little behind the curve here, you know, in Oconee. I mean, one of the issues that we have and continue to have is just the the whole broadband thing and the availability of internet. I mean, we're mm-hmm. a fairly rural county. It's also kind of mountainous, especially mm-hmm. up in the northern and western parts of the county. Um, just good internet, even for people who can afford it. I mean, maybe they have satellite, but they don't have, you know, that's very limited um, so internet is something that's, that's, that's a little more limited. I know a lot of areas in the state, there's a lot of big, big pockets throughout the state that have right. issues with broadband. So it's not just us here in Oconee, mm-hmm. but we've had to be mindful in the past about, you know, we get all these people, all these salespeople wanting to give me, Oh, you know, access to this database and that database. And, Oh, you know, this is the thing and you mm-hmm. can do training and you could do, um, and we've done a few things. I know some of the larger libraries use lynda.com. We did get knowledge city which is, uh, uh, you know, various databases for training in uh, computer, um, workplace safety, workplace compliance, business, and um, uh, finance. Mm-hmm. And they've got a lot of good um, programs. They've got a lot of good little vid- – they do like a little little chunks, little videos that they show. Uh, and then at the end, you can even take a little test, get a certificate and this kind of stuff. So uh, we use it for staff training, but, you know, staff, I'm sure is like sick to death of webinars and, <laughs> and, and, you know, virtual stuff and everything else. Right. So we, of course, we've done the zoom meetings and, uh, kept up uh, another good thing that for me anyway, not so much for the staff, but although I've, I've passed a lot of good things onto the staff, the directors have been having some informal zoom meetings, mm-hmm. um, as well throughout the state that has really been helpful because, you know, we sort of can see, Hey, um, even though we're all different in different counties with different populations and that kind of thing, it's nice to be, uh, in, in kind of involved in that and know what some of the other directors are doing, how they're handling things. Mm -hmm, We've got mm -hmm. some good ideas. Uh, we, we did, uh, are going to start our curbside service on Monday, the 18th. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had a bunch of things. We just sort of froze everything after we closed up in March. So we had like 700 and something items on hold still Wow! from, you know, back in March. And, uh, I, they've started calling today to set up appointments for pickup. We're going to do curbside or like touchless pickup on, uh, starting mm-hmm. on Monday. Mm-hmm. And, uh, some of them they've called, they said, Oh, I didn't even realize I had that on hold or yeah, that was <laughs> right. <a> project back in, <laughs> back in, we got the book from somewhere else. We don't need it anymore. Yeah. And they completely forgot about it. A oh. lot of them have said though, that they're, you know, they're, they're glad to pick up what they've, what we do have already. And then starting, I believe next Thursday, mm-hmm. we're going to start allowing people to put new holds on things again, uh, That's both great. Through, through our catalog. And also they can call in and place a hold uh, and we'll handle it. And mm-hmm. then they can start picking up that Tuesday after Memorial day, which I think is the 26th. Yeah. So yeah. We're, we're going to be doing curbside here at least the next couple of weeks. We don't have a specific date for opening yet. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And but everybody's I, really doing a phased approach, you know. It, it, um, and that's us. We're going to be doing curbside until they do talk about opening. Um, that's going to be driven by our county. Mm -hmm. um, and I've seen a few things. I know, like, when they're opening some of the county parks and where they're doing some other things. And I think we'll kind of be in line with that. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, definitely phases because even when we first open again, we've talked about basically just weekday hours. We might stay open until 6 one weeknight or something. But I don't, mm -hmm. we're probably not going to do the late hours just because you know we're going to need a lot more staff during the day for cleaning for when we open our computers again we'll only have about half of the what we have now because mm -hmm. we're having to space out but still a lot more cleaning a lot more trying to keep things cleaned up and and, and kept uh, uh sanitized during the day and stuff so it's we got a fairly small staff for our four branches and and um our bookmobile it won't be going out for a while but we are going to be doing some uh deliveries of mm -hmm kind of a reverse curbside instead of you coming to us and picking it up out on the table in the in the lobby we'll be taking it to some right. of the nursing homes and all they're all still closed we won't be taking the bookmobile because you know there's no sense that people can't come on board there's no sense in taking that but we do have a couple of library like courier and 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 mm -hmm. uh, utility vans that you know one of, one of those we're going to take uh, uh take some out to our nursing homes to some of the the far out uh stops in the county that are that are way away from the library but um and we'll be doing a lot of that even once we're able to reopen i think we'll continue with the curbside there may be people who mm -hmm. don't want to come in mm -hmm. um, right right you know, and that'll that'll so that's just there's a lot more staff involved with that you know doing multiple things at once like that so rather than trying to keep them spread out and still cover evening hours we might not have quite as many late evening hours we may not mm -hmm. do uh, you know, some of the weekend hours, at least at first, uh, we'll move into that, I think. But like you said, it really is going to be like this phased in thing. Um, we'll probably have certain areas of the library blocked off for a while, just so we don't have to worry about continuing to sanitize those. And that sure. kind of thing may not allow access to the stacks for the first couple of weeks. Still just to see how the traffic is going to be, um, you know, different setup at the desk. I think we're going to turn the scanners around and let people scan their own materials. And we can mm -hmm. look and see on our computers, hey, is this, you know, did it check out correctly or whatever? And then just hand them right. Um, and, yeah, we're just we're coming up with different ways to do things. Not all the libraries in South Carolina are having to do that. Right. And I think, you know, some of the difficult challenges are going to be getting cleaning supplies. I mean, you know, even personally trying to find bounty paper towels, and this is not an ad for bounty paper towels, but, you know, just trying to find the exact kind of products that you usually use for cleaning. Yeah, we that we're going to be get, a challenge. We're going to get creative with that too. Um, you know, one of the things that seems to be still plentifully available, at least right now, I guess, as more things open up, maybe it won't be, but we still get our hands on some bleach. Um, yep. mm -hmm. And so we're going to just do a, like a bleach dilution, I think, and just use, we picked up a bunch of cheap white rags at, uh, and like you said, this is not a commercial, but we got them, I think, at Big Lots. Mm -hmm. And we'll just take them, <laughs> staff will take turns taking them home and washing them. And I mean, we're just going to use those. We'll use a bleach solution and uh, dilute it down, and then we'll use the, the, the white claws to... Mm -hmm. uh, clean the hard surfaces and things. And we're yeah, and, and that, that's the thing we have to think about in libraries is, you know, how do we clean off a paper book, a paperback? You know, how yeah. is that? Because that's very different. The surfaces are very different from a DVD cover. Um, that's Well, that's it too. And of course, we are doing like a lot of the libraries are doing, you know, as we, we went ahead and reopened our book drops back on the 4th mm -hmm. uh, a couple weeks ago. So we are, um, you know, we're quarantining like a lot of folks are. Uh, we're keeping them back there for like three days and then mm -hmm. checking them in. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's another reason why we may want to limit browsing. Somebody picks up a book and then they put it back on the shelf, whatever. And it's like, okay, well now that's, do I go clean that whole shelf? Do I, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting. Some of the things that, that you just would never have had to think of before all of this, Yeah, you know, the, some of the things that you just would never have had to consider. Um, you know, we were talking about, I, I think we got this idea from our friends down in, uh, in Ori County, but we're talking about putting Saran wrap or some kind of a good cling wrap over our keyboards. And mm, then mm-hmm. when that particular patron gets up, you can just pull the wrap and it's, you know, then because it's harder to key, clean keyboards. It's easier to clean a mouse. It's just a, right. it's like a right. surface, but keyboards are going to get a little interesting. So rather than having to use a lot of product on them and possibly mm-hmm. messing those up, we thought maybe we'll see how it works, but we thought that plastic might be a good idea. And like I said, right. I think uh, our friends in Ori County gave me that idea. So I said some of these directors, little informal directors talks that we've been having have been really handy for just, just sharing basic information. Mm-hmm. Like we're the, yeah, like you said, getting a hold of things like hand sanitizer or, you know, that kind of thing has been really rough. And I think we found a very non-traditional, I think it's like a promotional and mug place is where we actually found, <laughs> you know, hand sanitizer and mm-hmm. we ordered like, I don't know, 16 two liter bottles or mm-hmm. something like that. I mean, we ordered something ridiculous because we could you know, get it and you ordered so much, you got a better deal. So uh, I don't think that was cheap, but it, 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 at least it got us some things. And then, you know, like I said, with the rags and, and other, and I, we've got folks, uh, one of the staff's mom is making masks. So we'll have homemade masks. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, my sister had sewed a few for me and, and some other folks. So uh, just, yeah, I mean, it's really, you were getting very creative and finding the things that. Oh, exactly. Took, took for granted before. I <laughs> That's mean, right. You, yeah. You can't go to the store or, or I can't, you know, like my administrative assistant can't get on staples and order, uh, you know, a six pack of the various wipes or whatever. Yep. I can't. And we did, we did find some, we've, we found some uh, nitrile gloves. Those are available again. So mm-hmm. we were able to get a pretty nice supply of those laid in. Um, but uh, yeah, we've had to kind of get creative and I know a lot of the libraries have, and we've uh, a lot of the directors on our, we also have our listserv that we post a lot of things on. A lot of mm-hmm. them have been posting different things about where they've found X or Y supply, you know, and that, that's right. been handy. But yeah, I mean, it's just, it's really seriously having to rethink almost everything. And that, that, that's been a challenge. I mean, I've got a great staff and uh, they've come up with some really interesting ideas about how to do some various things. I mean, each of our branches will have to do curbside a little bit different based on mm-hmm. the, the, the physical building yeah. yeah like you know where's our book drop where's the where do we want to place a table for them to pick things up on and mm-hmm. um, then if we do need to take something out to somebody and also our bookmobile i mean since mm-hmm. it's not going to be going out for a while you know we have to send the bookmobile uh stuff to maybe the patrons closest actual brick and mortar library right and then some of the places like the nursing homes and whatever that they don't really want visitors yet and we don't exactly. want the bookmobile yet we're going to do sort of a modified delivery. So, I mean, it's just, it, yeah, we've really had to rethink some of the things that you just would never have even thought of before. Mm-hmm. Or never would have, have, you know, tried to even have to worry about before. Now you have to worry about that stuff and keeping your staff safe. I mean, right. Um, you know, yeah. Some of our folks may not actually want to go out and do any, any kind of contact. And that's fine. If, if they're more uncomfortable about doing it, we're not really going to do a whole lot of contact anyway, because it's going to still sort of be a touchless uh, pickup. Sure. But um, you know, if they, they're the ones that can be making the calls then, or they're the ones mm-hmm. that can be pulling the materials then and stuff before we actually, you know, reopen to face-to-face visits. Yeah. And, uh, 
so it's, yeah, it's just been really, really interesting. I mean, and it, in some ways you look back and you say, my gosh, it's only been two months. <laughs> right. And then, it has flown it, by. I don't know about it, for you, but it has flown by. It feels like a couple of lifetimes in a way. <laughs> and in another way, it's just, it's unbelievable to think that only two months ago, mm-hmm. you know, everything was, I mean, we closed down and everything. Figure out how to do all this stuff. Really dark, like, oh my gosh, are we ever going to be open again? You know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And now we're here. Yep. And we're not open yet, but we, I think just being able to, to get back in a business of lending books again has been, I know for me, it's been good um, just mm-hmm. to be able to think in terms of, hey, we're actually doing library things again rather than, you know, another webinar or another, you know, whatever. And we've, we've stayed busy. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we've done a lot of things. Um, uh, you know, we also had the, the big, I know several other places in the state had, but I mean, we had the big e, EF3 tornado in um, Seneca here back around the Easter. That's right. That made, that made things really interesting around here too, because I mean, let me tell you, when you've got trees on people's houses and when you've got power lines down over a good portion of Seneca and, and that lower part of the County, everything, a lot of that COVID and social distancing and everything else had to take a back seat to Mm -hmm. emergency rescues and power restoration. And Oh, by the way, all that was going on. We also had an outage over here at at our nuclear station at Oconee. You know I mean? (laughs) There was a lot of people that were in the area, you know, And uh, so, but we were really fortunate. Um, some of our folks at the at the the Seneca branch, in particular, I think, did lose power for for a week or so. But there was no damage to our Seneca branch. Uh, we were very happy about that. Uh, unfortunately, we did have one of our staff members to get displaced. A tree mm-hmm. came down on a portion of her rental home, and so they're kind of looking for another place right now. But mm-hmm. uh, we were really, really lucky here that at least it didn't it affected a lot of people in our community, but it didn't it didn't really touch the library that hard. Yeah, and it's bad uh, enough when you're dealing with one thing and then you've got some kind of other natural disaster going on. And yeah, well, and it was really frustrating for us because in any other time, any other time, not COVID time, mm-hmm. the library would have been front and center in the in the in the in the, in, the, in, in recovery. Right, right. It would have been where people would have come for. Once we had power restored to the building, we were, would, would be where people would come for power and mm-hmm. doing, you know. Accessing Wi-Fi. And- yeah, exactly. Now, one good thing about it is we got power back at the Seneca branch about nine days after the tornado. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they were working like fiends in, in the Seneca area, um, the, the Seneca light and water, cause they have a municipal power system, mm-hmm. uh, and then Blue Ridge and Duke power, all the, all the different, I mean, they had you know, just unknown number of, of, of people in here working, trying to get it restored. So mm-hmm. we've, we've had Wi-Fi on also at all of our branches the whole time. We leave ours on 24 seven. Okay, that was going to be another thing I was going to ask is if you've had yeah. people like we've had Wi-Fi available lot, in know? the parking lot and and around the building and stuff. We've had people around the building uh, there for a while when they were, were I know that the schools are kind of winding down now, but um, we've had you know, a lot of kids with their Chromebooks mm-hmm. uh, out here sitting around the library and and in in Walhalla and, and the different branches. So we've had we've had that going on. And, and fortunately, like I said, it wasn't too long before we could get Wi-Fi restored there in, in Seneca as well. So that came in handy. Um, we also did, uh, we, we had uh, gotten a pretty nice batch of books from the uh, state library um, that we were able to give out for free. And we had a teacher 
at one of the elementary schools in Seneca who wanted to put together busy bags for their kids because, mm-hmm. you know, once, especially with no power, mm-hmm. they didn't have even the screens and all that kind of stuff. So they wanted, um, you know, books and, and, and I got contacted through Facebook about, did we have books available? They knew we were leaving some out. We left some out of our, out of our branches initially, um, I think we've kind of quit doing that now just because we've, you know, kind of petered out. But mm-hmm. initially we had free boxes out in front of some of our libraries. We got that idea from our buddies over in Spartanburg. Mm-hmm. Um, and we left free books out and they, they said, well, do you have any that you can give us for these busy bags for the kids uh, to just have them, give them something to read while we're recovering from this tornado. So right. I was able to take her about 10 boxes of, of books for them to put together these busy packs and distribute. Um, so that felt really good. Mm-hmm. That felt really good to be able to get some books in people's hands because then we hadn't even got, we hadn't even gotten to a curbside yet. Right. So being able to get books in people's hands, that was, that was really nice. Well, you know, that's also talking to community partnerships because a lot of local public libraries, they really have important community partnerships. And how has that been a strain or have you found new ways to work with your, your regular partners? Well, and, and, and again, this is where, you know, we've done a lot of virtual stuff. I mean, that was one thing that we definitely worked with the, uh, the school district on. And I, I think we're hoping that, you know, they've been taking the buses around and, and, and taking food to the kids and stuff. And I mm-hmm. think they're going to continue to do some of that even through the summer where they normally wouldn't. And also, I think we're going to try to be feeding sites again this year, even if we have to do it outside the building, even if we just distribute the food to them and let them take it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're going to try to be a, a feeding site again. So we're still working with the school district. We're also going to try and do um, the uh, summer reading um uh, not only our normal summer reading program, it'll just be all virtual, mm-hmm. but also I think we're going to apply again this year to do a, a summer reading uh, camp mm. uh, in conjunction with the school district. We were able to do that last year. We'll modify it a little bit. Instead of live programs, we'll do a virtual story time for them. And then I think we may still take our bookmobile. They just won't be able to come on, but we'll use it to distribute books to them and they can pick, take pictures with it and that kind of stuff. You know, mm-hmm. so we'll, if they're going to have a, a virtual um, summer reading uh, camp boot camp, if you will, will will be part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still involved. There's a couple other things that I've been involved with um, the uh, Healthy Oconee Initiative, um, which is uh, all sorts of different community partners: United Way, DHEC, um, First Steps. Uh, you know, various partners in the library is part of that. We actually just had a virtual meeting here recently. So we've stayed in touch with them. We've stayed in touch with United Way. Um, even though we couldn't do some of the planning that we had done for the census, mm-hmm. uh, we're, I'm part of the county's complete count uh, committee. And we've still kind of been keeping an eye on the census and advertising it on our website. And still um, the, the, the guy with the census here in our region, David Carpolite, has been real good about sending out a daily, you know, where are we? Like, what's our response rate? And mm-hmm. Tony's looking pretty good. We're, I think, high 50s. Um, doing pretty good compared to the rest of the state and the national average. So even with all that being disrupted, we had plans to take our bookmobile out and let people actually use a couple of Chromebooks on the MiFi units to be uh, able to do their census while they were right there doing, you know, checking out on the bookmobile because Mm -hmm, that didn't mm -hmm. work out. Uh, We actually had scheduled to start that right after April 1st. And then of course everything got shut down with the pandemic. So that went that went away but we've been able as much as we've been able to 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 stay in contact with people whether it's through these zoom meetings or or whether it's through you know just being on the phone or whatever but we've um we took out an ad in the paper just Mm -hmm. let people know hey the library is still here this is what we're doing we had a little bingo card on it 
got that idea from our friends over in Clarendon County. That's why I say all of these things we've sort of been passing around. Right. Well, you know, I mean, the important thing has been communication during this time because. Yeah. Well, it, it, it really has. I mean, just finding those ways to continue to reach out. I mean, we mm -hmm. haven't been able to have any live meetings, of course, but um, whether it's through the listserv or whether it's through Zoom or other kind of meetings, you know, WebEx, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, we've still been, I've been, uh, also coordinating with some of the, the three counties up in the corner of the state here, Oconee, Pickens, and Anderson, the public, as well as the academic, uh, directors have all been meeting together too. We just mm -hmm. had a, a meeting, uh, recently, uh, that kind of got spearheaded by the, the Dean there, um, Chris Cox at Clemson university. So mm -hmm. we've been, we've also been meeting just among the three counties and been talking about how we're doing various things. And now we plan to reopen and some of the other things that we're doing as well. We have a partnership with them, uh, eventually hoping that maybe we can do something like a modified interlibrary loan, some mm -hmm, mm -hmm. programming. I mean, we kind of want to have some cooperation, uh, between the academic and the public libraries, which has been really nice too, mm -hmm. um, because there was a time of day where you know we didn't necessarily have as much to do with the the uh, academic libraries as as we would have liked. Mm -hmm. um, but they really, uh, particularly uh, Chris Cox at Clemson, and then also the folks at uh, Anderson University, uh, Southern Wesley University, really reached out, and we've all we've all formed a really good partnership. So whether anything major ever comes out of it or not, it's mm -hmm. been been really nice to have that we did have one sort of joint meeting of, of a lot of employees from all of the county and academic libraries here back last year and that there was some brainstorming some good ideas came out of that we've got some different little work groups kind of working on some things of course that's all I had to take a back seat to the pandemic too but sure you know down the road i think that'll bear a lot of fruit so yeah we've like you said just staying in touch just communication trying to stay in touch with folks in our community and of course you know a lot of that was also strained by the tornado but i think it also brought a lot of people together mm -hmm. a lot of agencies mm -hmm. that maybe traditionally haven't even had to, to think about each other or work together yep. um have 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 done that in in part thanks to the pandemic but also particularly in our area and i know a few other areas in the state like um um you know over in uh some of the other counties like downstate and everything that had also had issues with tornado, but uh, mm -hmm. you know, the, just the natural disasters also we've been able to, to, to really come together. So it's, it's, it's been, look, I mean, you know, you <laughs> do the best that you can and, and you look right. back and you go, well, gosh, you know, we've been closed. We couldn't respond as we would have liked to the tornado. We, we have, you know, people I know are kind of frustrated, but you know, the good thing about it, honestly, and uh, this this is, this is also heartening. And I, maybe I read too much into these things, but to me, I honestly think, you know, we feel like maybe we haven't done a whole lot, you know, mm -hmm. virtual programming, that kind of thing and all, you know, we're not open, we're not doing our traditional services, but I actually think we've built up a lot of goodwill mm -hmm. um, in the community. I think actually, you know, people miss us, people, mm -hmm. people see what we're doing and that kind of thing. And, and uh, you know, so sometimes I, I get down, I feel like, Oh gosh, you just, doing a whole lot. I see what some of the other larger counties are able to do. And of course we don't have the staff or we don't mm -hmm, have the funding mm -hmm. or, or whatever. And I, I get a little down and then I think, well, but no, I mean, people really, um, you know, I, people in the community, when are you going to be open? Well, man, we really miss mm -hmm. the library. And, yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, just, and, and the, and the good response that I've had from some of our, uh, you know, other folks in, in, in other County uh, departments and in, mm -hmm. in other agencies across the County that we, when we talk to people, it's, 
you know, they're including us. They want us involved. They, they you know, they're happy that we're still able to offer the virtual mm-hmm. services and some of the other things that we're doing. So it's actually been a, a, a plus. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, certainly I would rather have, we've been able to continue like we normally do and not have right. all this, but um, you know, there, you got to look for a few silver linings. And I think one yep. of them is just that, you know, if, if, if they didn't think, or a lot of people didn't really think about the library before, or didn't think we were important before they're, they're really, they're, they really are looking at us different. Mm-hmm. And I do mm-hmm. think it's built up a lot of goodwill in the community. And I, that, that's heartening for me. That, that, that keeps me motivated, keeps me energized that I'm hoping that when we are able to reopen again, you know, we won't take some of these things for granted. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. You no, know, we will, we will strive even harder to be a better partner in the community and partner up with more people and be more involved in, mm-hmm. you know, than we ever were before. That was our, that was our strategic plan going into the last couple of years was a lot more community involvement. And even though right now it feels like we're just so disconnected because of the, the, the pandemic, mm-hmm. I think it's going to bear fruit down the road and that's going to be beneficial yep. because there's going to be a lot of other disruption that came out of this besides just health. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the, mm-hmm. the, you know, the economic and that kind of thing. I mean, unfortunately I see us going back to like it was back 2009, you know, 2010, yeah. when we had a lot more people in using the computers to apply for things, probably a little bit different now. A lot more people be using our Wi-Fi because they can still do a lot of these things on their phones now and stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. There won't be quite as much computer use and all as, as before, but I, you know, we're going to want to partner with our SC works folks around here, our DEW folks around here, uh, maybe bring some of their people into the libraries once we're able to be back and, 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 you know, do a lot of help with unemployment and a lot of help with, you know, finding jobs, back to job skills, all that yep. stuff. And that's the thing that, you know, libraries have a lot of experience with because around, yeah. you know, to, like you said, 2009, 2010, people started getting back into the swing of things and libraries really hit the forefront with workforce development. And so it looks like yeah. we're going to be coming back to that. I think so. And just also too, you know, I mean, when, when things are going well and when you can go out and buy whatever eBooks you want and do Mm -hmm. the stuff you want to do and everything, uh, maybe you don't think about the library as much, but I think, you know, even people who didn't lose their jobs, they're going to want to economize for a while. And guess what? We're right back in the business of Mm -hmm. lending those materials. And maybe you went and bought books for a while, but now you want to check them out at the library again. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, if, if there is any kind of an upside to all the, the turmoil that this thing has created, both health and also, you know, economic and political and all that kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know, libraries are nimble enough and we're, and we're, we're, we're in, a, in a position to really just be able to pivot to whatever needs, whether it is literacy, whether because now, sadly, a lot of the school kids are going to be behind, whether mm-hmm. it's, you know, economic with a lot of the job losses and the disruption that this has caused, or whether it's just getting out good information, you know, useful information about the pandemic that doesn't mm-hmm. have a political tinge to it or whatever. You know, we're, we're, we're really good at pivoting to those things. I'd say, mm-hmm. I'd say we, I'm bragging on my staff, but I mean, just libraries in general, sure. obviously think are really good at being able to kind of, you know, adapt and pivot to those things that really benefit the community. So that's another thing. I mean, you know, obviously I wish this had never happened, but since we're stuck with it, I think that's a good thing that, that we, that we really are able to kind of maybe grow from it and come out of it and, and just be ready to hit the ground running, mm-hmm. you know, when we are able to actually start doing some things again. Yep. All we can do is keep moving forward. 
Yep, that's it. All right. So um, Monday, May 18th, you're going to be starting back with curbside pickup. And um, we've correct. also got a link to your library's website, and that's oconelibrary.org. We'll post yep. that on the podcast page. So thank you so that's much great. for talking to us today. Thank you, Curtis. Really appreciate it. And thank you to our listeners. You can find Library Voices SC on Podbean, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio, or add us on your favorite podcast app. Our podcast website address is libraryvoices.podbean.com. We also love hearing from our listeners, so please send us your comments and suggestions for future topics. Library Voices SC is the official podcast of the South Carolina State Library. So until next time, this is Curtis Rogers. Thanks for listening.